0: Patainer podcast number four. Um, so far, we've brought to you guys a uh, general discussion about kegs, patainer kegs. Uh, kombucha was our last podcast. Before that, we did coffee. Um, what's on Andy's mind for this episode?
1: Okay, so um, what I thought we might talk about, we we'll talk a little bit about whining kegs, but also the opportunity that pertainer is able to give people to actually... Build a business with wine. So this week we had some meetings with uh, a, someone that we dealt with for some time in Chicago. And uh, this guy's a, a wine guy. He likes wine. He knows a lot about wine. But he's not a vine- he doesn't have a vineyard. He doesn't produce wine at all. And he really wanted to get into the marketplace with wine and distribute it locally. And, and he's always been a big fan of keg wine. So uh, what this guy does is he actually purchases the wine, <coughs> excuse me, on the bulk market, uh, and you, you can get it in totes, you can get it almost in tankers or whatever, right? Uh, even in in barrels, uh, it's already sterile. All the fittings are sterile, and he goes to uh, he sort of rents out a facility somewhere, uh, runs the uh, wine through a um, filtration system, through a pump. Uh, through a machine, which actually is ours. And uh, we've actually lent out Dave with the machine to, to, to assist him. And he fills those kegs, or fills our kegs, I should say. And then he goes around and he sells them locally to bars. So it's a, bus- a good business model. He's making very good money at it. Um, he's now going to a distributor, which will ex- expand considerably. But, you know, th- this is also something we've lo- been looking at on the bulk market for maybe wineries that are not even in the country say uh, in Chile or or somewhere else uh, they can send the wine over in bulk yeah. uh putting it into keg makes perfect sense because it's a it's it's unique and it has a lot of other good qualities as well which we're going to discuss and basically you know the guys made a uh, a business out of selling wine but not actually making the wine but putting it into kegs a little cost, going around distributing those cakes himself and, and making a living out of it. it's a good business model that could be replicated in lots of other places.
0: yeah, and I love it because he's getting finished wine from great regions of the world. Yes the, one of the easiest ways to transport, it, like you said, is in a bulk container, good, right And then he's putting into smaller packages for distribution in his city. Or cities throughout America right sure, now. yeah. Which makes me a happy guy because we're getting killer wines from all around the world. Yeah. Uh, but not paying crazy bottle prices. Exactly. Um, and it's in our kegs. So then he's taking it to restaurants, banquet halls, mm-hmm. and pouring it on tap. Exactly. And I think uh, if you're a restaurant, if you're a bar, isn't it great to not have to waste uh one glass of wine in a bottle right. anymore. Now you've got a perfect pour every single time. Right. It's going to be consistent, cutting down on your waste.
1: Big time. Yeah. Big time. So we did some calculations actually. And if you um, if, if you look at, say if you took a keg of wine, uh, a, t- a 20 liter keg of wine, the packaging in that is less than four pounds. Or I think, you know, uh, and, and look at how much the, the, the packaging is for bottles, and the cardboard cases they come right. in. Yeah, uh, corks can be an issue, of course, sometimes uh, with wine. And but it, it just just makes perfect sense. And and also, really, the beauty of of kegged wine is pourability. You know, uh, if you think about, you know, you go to a, a restaurant and you say, okay, I'd like a a glass of wine, and you know. People have the perception that keg wine is going to be cheap wine. It's not necessary. No. It could be high-end wines. And you, you ask for a, a glass of wine. So the bartender has got to go get that bottle, maybe pour the cork on that bottle, pour the glass of wine, put it back again. That's a lot of time invested in pouring that. Now, when it's on tap, quick pour, yeah. close off, sell, uh, sell the, the product, and you can have maybe 10 people in line and and get those 10 glasses of wine out very, very quickly. And and the beauty of keg wine, of course, is, like you said, with waste and so forth, the wine at the beginning of the first pour is going to be the same quality as the end of the pour, which you never get in bottle. No. Right? You never get that in bottle. So um, if you're a banquet house, for instance, and you're doing weddings and things like that, you're going to have all these bottles on the tables and you may end up with about 20 half bottles of wine, which is a waste. If you if you don't get rid of all the keg, you've got it for the next wedding and yeah, so forth. keep it in the cooler. So it makes sense.
0: And then uh, you are the banquet house and now you've got 20 bottles mm. that you've got to go throw in the recycling bin. Exactly, yeah. Or you got to store somewhere and you know that's not going to taste as good as as did for Gene and Jude's uh, wedding last week. Exactly, yeah. Um, so I just love the idea of like, now all we have to do if we do finish that keg is recycle one keg instead of 20 random right. bottles, you know?
1: So so one of the other things really as far as shipping costs are concerned, so say you're, you're you know, wherever your winery is, especially if it's overseas, think of the weight and the possible breakage, et cetera, from importing that wine, don't even think about the breakage. Right, yeah. yeah. So, and and if you can send it somewhere in totes or in in, in large containers, and it can be then uh, kegged locally, you're saving huge amounts of money, and it can also be because it's so easy to to fill our kegs, and I don't mean just fill them roughly, but to fill them sanitary and and you know absolutely perfectly. You don't need a lot of cost. You could do this very regionally. Yeah. So you know you could supply wine and package it locally for Chicago. You could do that for New York. You could do that for LA. You don't necessarily have to package the care, uh, the product in one place. You can do that, of course, and send it out. So the the, the savings are an astronomical. And and if you think how much packaging costs, I mean, how much does there's uh. There's a a, a bottle cost to manufacture. Designing a label. Designing a label. Sourcing a cork
0: that stays good and won't go bad. You don't have to worry about corked wine anymore. Exactly, yeah. Getting the cage on the top and the cardboard box. Paying the guy to put them in the box and seal them up.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Now, the other thing really is is a lot of people don't, you can put sparkling wine into kegs. And, you know, we, we had some discussions about this. And if you think about it, you get a bottle of sparkling wine, you know champagne or something similar um you, it's very highly carbonated you pop the cork yeah most of the carbonation in the bottle is lost when the cork goes. can go see it. Yeah. and perhaps yeah. you get some foam out as well. yeah. and by the time you get to the bottom of that bottle the carbonation level is not the same as it was at the top the beauty of keg wine because it, you, you keep a constant co2 pressure on the product as you dispense it, the carbonation level will remain the same from the first pour awesome.
0: to the end. Still getting a million
1: bubbles. you still tiny getting bubbles. Tiny little bubbles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In fact, actually, if you wanted to, you could add to it, but it, it's it does have uh, huge advantages. You know, if you look at it, it's huge advantages for the producer. Reduces costs considerably for the distributor. It's huge uh, reduction in cost because, first of all, it's a bigger volume it's easier to inventory and handle, sure. less breakages and so forth, um, easy package to, to handle. And it's great also for the, um, for the establishment that's, that's doing the wine is that the losses are a lot low. It's possible with some systems now, that, uh, dispense systems, you can even meter the products. So you, pre- per- you press a button and it pours the exact amount. Yeah. So then there's less losses for that. And, of course, the, you know, there's always losses where someone walks off with a bottle drink, Sure, yeah. Right? Yeah, so. yeah. I remember working in the bar back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. A little bit left yeah. in the bottle. So, you know, i cleaning up. So now you just steal yeah. the kegs, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, No, it's awesome. It, I, I think it, it's, it's the way to go. I think, Adam, you know, we've discussed about a lot of products. But to me, wine, kegged wine, is, is such a small part. Of the industry and I think it's going to become so much better and not only is it going to give um, wine producers the opportunity of making money from keg wine like this guy who says okay you know I maybe I, I I've got a love of wine from Mexico maybe I, I you know I feel that I can sell Mexican wine in Mexican restaurants buying that that's um, not having to go to the to the place where they make the wine and have them package it there in bottles or whatever and have it shipped. You can get it shipped in bulk, package it yourself, and then get it out there. So one of the other things that he's been doing, <clears throat> and actually we, we worked uh, with another winery on this as well, is he's going to set up a facility where he has various varietals of diff- of certain wines. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? I love this. this. is cool. yeah, yeah. And he'll have them uh, on tap Maybe six or seven of them, whatever it is. And he he conducts classes on wine. People go there. Uh, Maybe they go there as part of a function, you know? Yeah, bachelorette party. Bachelorette party. And then they pour different wines and they make their own um, blend. And then they they can have their own, and then they can put it into a bottle and cork it or whatever. Chateau Saint Brewer. Chateau Saint Brewer, (laughs) Yeah. yeah.
0: 2019. Yeah, that's what
1: husband. it. Yeah, see, as long as it doesn't smell like me, it's a terrible <laughs> bouquet, but <laughs> but it, it's... Um, well, it's got great legs, though. It's got great <laughs> I didn't think you noticed. <laughs> but anyway, I, I think um, it, it gives business opportunities as well because yeah. it's, it's a product that is... You can get involved with it so cheaply. You don't need to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on filling equipment uh, if you don't know what you're doing. A retainer, like to say, um, Dave uh, and we have uh, salespeople around the country, in fact around the world, and they can go to your facility, lend you equipment, and actually you can you can fill the kegs, that help you fill them. so you don't necessarily eventually you'll get the expertise, you'll learn off these people, sure, but you don't have to worry about that, yeah, so you know that maybe the first time you think, oh, I'm going to give this a try. You buy the the wine on the bulk market. Okay, there's some investment there. You buy some kegs, and of course you are gonna get the price of the keg back every time you, you sell it. No worrying about getting the keg back because it's a one-way keg. No worry about deposits because it's a one-way keg. And you, you can fill it and know that you're going to have a good product, and then you can sell it and make money. It's a great, great opportunity for lots of people. And I really think that... Uh, Pink wine is the way to go in the future. It's exciting because I remember 20 years ago,
0: they went from natural cork to synthetic cork, right? And some people started turning their nose up at right. that, yeah. And then screw tops came on the market, and uh, now box wine. And people always had this kind of, you know, fear that it wasn't as good of a wine, right? But the cool part about this is you're getting great wines, right? Easily here, easily packaged, cheaper. So you're bringing down prices right. for me to be able to go buy this right. or the bar owner or the restaurant owner and to have some really high quality wines mm. or do your own Chateau Saint uh, Brewer, Brewer blend. Saint Brewer, yes. Yeah, no, there's yeah. just so many cool opportunities. Right. I think it's adding a little bit more flair, something new, right? which uh, I'm also excited mm. about.
1: And, and the beauty of the package is to say it keeps the product fresh from the first glass to the last glass. Yeah. So if you do have a product that you're very, very proud of, and it's the same really with all products, is when it leaves your facility, you you lose a, a control of it, and you certainly lose the control when someone opens a bottle of wine, and they take it, they have a glass of it, and it's sitting on the shelf for a couple of days, and then someone else has a glass of it, and they don't like it because it, you know it's been oxidized or whatever. So you know the package really does a great job in keeping the products up to the tip top.
0: Yeah, nothing's gonna besmirch your brand.
1: Nothing's gonna besmirch your yeah. brand, yeah. yeah. So.
0: Man, that's cool. Um. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm. I really like what I've seen some of our customers doing. Uh, I think they've got some great ideas. Sure. Um. And it's just gonna keep growing. It's just gonna keep growing. Oh, I up. think so
1: too. Yeah. You know, there's
0: that huge. uh Wine bulk shell, there's two of them this year. Right. Um, like Amsterdam and China. Right. So, I mean, you can see that this is this is definitely a market that's
1: developing. Yeah, it's a market. And it, I think there's huge opportunities for people who just basically are looking for a new, new thing to get into. And if yeah. they're in the restaurant industry, why wouldn't you do this? Why wouldn't you buy wine in kegs, in one-way kegs that beauty you know i i've worked in wine on steel kegs you know my background really is washing and, and, and filling kegs, and I worked with uh, uh, wineries back in the eighties cleaning red wine out of a keg <laughs> is not easy yeah it 's not yeah. easy, it stains like crazy so yeah. um the, the beauty of our keg, of course, it, there's nothing else being put, being put in there beforehand.
0: You guys clean it with club soda and salt, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like my mom used to do yeah. on, uh, on her uh, yeah. tablecloth yeah. Yeah. not my really, pants. Not okay. really, but <laughs> no,
1: it, it take, it's, it's a huge thing to do. And and also, you know, the, the sugars can get in there and, and cause problems to the valves, etc. But, you know, we always say with our keg, a clean fill every time. Every time, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. it really is, and it makes a huge difference. Clean
0: fill every time. It's gonna help preserve and protect your product well, from the first to the last class. Yeah. And it's gonna make the bar owner and restaurant owner happy because all they're getting rid of they gotta recycle exactly. one tag instead of cases of cardboard and bottles. Right. I love it. So that's cool. you
1: know, there's there's good effect, pourability as well. The fact that you're gonna be able to serve much faster than you would if it was out of a bottle. And when people are waiting for a drink, you know, the time's money, right? Speaking
0: of waiting for a drink, why are we drinking beer? Let's go have a glass of wine. <laughs>
1: yeah, we can All do that, yeah.
0: Right. Screw you guys. We're done with you. We've given you enough info, right. We've had good enough time. We're going to get ourselves a glass of wine. Sound good? Yeah, sounds good All to right. me. Let's get rid of this. Cheers. Hey, thanks, guys. We're going to keep these potato podcasts coming to you guys. Uh, we're going to have new ideas. If you've got anything that you want us to talk about, shoot us an email. Hit us up on Twitter, Facebook. We're all over the place. Give us some ideas. Thanks for tuning in.
1: See you.